Welcome to the Matt Hummer Podcast, episode 83. The Unholy Trinity are all back together. The Unholy Finally. Trinity. We're all back. Yeah. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I had some time off. Yeah, good. <laughs> that was nice. I'm sure everyone will be stoked to hear that. Um, it has been a massive week in the world of metal. We have a download announcement already. I can't quite believe we're talking about Download 2020. Uh, it's a big announcement. A lot of bands announced, a lot of opinions. Also uh, kind of doing the rounds on the internet. So we're going to be getting into all that in just a minute. Uh, but don't forget, in the meantime, to pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer magazine. It is a world-exclusive, brand-new interview with Baby Metal, conducted expertly by the women to my left, Miss Eleanor Goodman. I'm also joined by Alice, I should have said as well. And I'm Mel, so... Fuck that intro right up, didn't I, really? <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Yeah. Never mind. I'm Mo and I'm here with Ellen Al. But yeah, go pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer. It's an awesome uh, uh, interview with the band. Um, and their mysterious manager, Cobra Metal, uh, which Elle conducted and is full of fascinating insights into the world of baby metal. And there's loads of other good stuff in there as well. Corn uh, came to mind for some reason because that was really good too. Oh, you did that as well, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Thanks for all the praise, man. Elle Fest. Elle Fest 2020 <laughs> is out now. Go pick it up. It's in all good shops. And we have a couple of baby metal bundles left online as well. Um, these feature as well as the very cool kind of Corpse Painty Fox God patch and exclusive art prints. We also have an alternative exclusive art print, a special kind of silver version one. It's very pretty, um, hand signed, limited to only 300 copies in the whole entire world. Uh, and it's got its own cover as well. So very exclusive. Um, there's, there was only, oh no, there's 666 of them we put online. The metal, metal number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we sold a shit ton of them very, very quickly. So they are going to go. So if you're thinking about picking up one of those baby metal bundles, go over to tinyurl.com slash buyhammer and pick them up right now. Well, uh, we have a download announcement. Yes, we do. This is pretty big news, isn't it? It is. Yep. Um, I guess, yeah, first thing we should do is just go through the lineup additions. Um, all three headliners announced at once, which is cool. Download seem to be more in the habit of doing that uh, these days, it feels like. Used to kind of be like they'd roll out announcements over a week period, um, announcing a few bits and bobs at a time. But this time they've just gone bam. Three big headliners, a few massive bands on the undercard as well. Um, Elle, do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, so I've got headliners. For our Friday headliner is Kiss. Classic our Rock S- Friday. Our Saturday headliner is Iron Maiden. Yeah. So Merlin's doing a <laughs> silent scream in case you can't hear that. Merlin's favourite band of all time. And... Our Sunday headliner is System of a Down. Right. And that's not all. We've also got on the undercards some other shit going on. Deftones, Corn, Disturbed, The Offspring, Gajira, Ailstorm, Black Veil Brides, Daughtry and Of Mice and Men. I think I'll join everyone in asking who the fuck adultery. Uh, <laughs> which seems to be the most common <laughs> Well, I think they're big in America, aren't they? They they're are. They've got an American like... Idol person in the band, haven't they? Yeah, they're, they're a sort of mainstream American radio rock type of thing. And actually, I have seen some really positive comments about that. People do obviously know who they are, even though they're not really a thing. I'm just being fishy. I'm, not, I'm, picking, I'm basically picking out the one band we, we look like aren't kind of Metal Hammer friendly or that I'm not personally a fan of. So I'm just being a twat. I'm being one Good. of the moany people on the internet, basically. Good. Um, so yeah, let's break this announcement down. Obviously, Kiss, this is going to be their last UK show ever. 
Um, so that's uh, obviously big news in and of itself. Iron Maiden, I believe, judging by what the band said in their statement, will be bringing um, a kind of more deluxe version of the Legacy of the Beast tour by the sounds of it, which is nuts because uh, I recently went to um, Oakland to see it and can still confirm it's easily the biggest production they've ever had. So the fact that they're talking about adding more to that is very exciting indeed. Um, and then you've also got System of a Down, which I feel like will be a big talking point for us because we've talked about where they're at yes, in their have. career as well. Um, so what did you both think of this, this lineup when you first saw it? So I have mixed feelings. On the one hand, the headliners, not particularly for me, but objectively they are good headliners. Yeah. Kiss, I feel like, uh, it feels like they've done a final show a lot of times, but maybe that's just in my own mind. But if it is the actual final show, that's a big deal. And they are download, you know, mainstays. They've done it, what, three times? Or so this will be the third, third time? Third time headlining download, I think. Yeah, so not particularly for me as a band, but I can see why they'd be a good selection to have on a sort of classic rock Friday. There will be people who do want to see the final show and there will be people who have seen them do headlining set before and just enjoy it. Because kids do bring a show at the yeah, end of the day. I am Maiden... That's very much one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Glaring down. Don't even think about it. I'm not going to say anything negative. I, Since being at Hammer, I have warmed to Iron Maiden, and that is because of your consistent pushing. <laughs> um, and having seen their own show now, their own arena show, you know, I've seen what they do, and I appreciate more than I would have done a couple of years back. So I think that will be... It'll be a... Probably like a sort of party Saturday night, really. Yeah. Just mean, something I, that's fun. I kind of think Kiss and Maiden are in a position where it's like, if you are, you know, they are down, they are part of Download's DNA, exactly. these bands, part of Donington's DNA. And um, Iron Maiden, obviously, apart from my own shameless fanboyism to side, I think people know they're going to bring a huge show, like you said. Uh, they know it's off the back of a particularly um, kind of historically huge tour for them. So it kind of makes sense for them to wrap that up in uh, even more spectacular style at Download. Kiss as well, yes, they did play recently um, or relatively recently. But, you know, if this is the final, final show, then if for some reason you missed the, the arena dates and any other times they play, you'll know you've got to get down for that. I, I'm, I think the band I'm most interested in um, a system of a down. Yes. Because they feel like, uh, we've talked about it before, where... Um, you know, they've played Download a few times since they kind of kind of came back, like came back on the touring circuit at least. Um, still no sign of new music. I was actually listening to an interview with um, Darren Malakian on a different podcast uh, today. It's a few months old now, but he was kind of talking about where System are at. And it still sounds like there's no sign of new music there and, and everything else. So with System, it's kind of like, I've seen them be all right since they've come back. I've seen them be fucking brilliant since they've come back. So I'm just interested to know what system of a down is going to turn up because I feel like if they fancy it on the day, they're the kind of band that can still steal the weekend and still make everyone just remember what a brilliant band they are and what a vital band they are and how much we would love to hear a new album from them. Yeah, that's the, that's the sticking point, isn't it, really? New music because they've come over a couple of times and like you said, being good and being maybe not so good. And you just don't know how it's going to go down. And it is quite strange having a headliner that haven't put any new music out for how many years? Uh, it will be 
15 years, I think, by the time yeah, this festival that's crazy. Comes out. People have been born. It's in... weird thinking that Kiss will have had two new albums out in the time since System has Yeah, and people have out. been born and grown up. You could be a 15-year-old now and have never, you know, had any sort of new engagement with them as a band. That sounded clinical, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite weird, because headliner, you kind of think, yeah, definitely there's legacy bands or historic bands or classic bands, because Kiss and I made, and like we said, are both mainstay, both kind of huge classic giants, but they both had new records out, you know, and System of Down haven't. So on the one hand, it feels like they're the newest band just because they're more kind of of our generation's time yeah. and we've got more experience tied to them. But on the other hand, they're sort of the oldest band in terms of music, so it's quite a strange one. The band that have had the least kind of um, relevance to rock music in the, in the last 15 years, which is a really weird thing to say. Like System have not had any impact on... Uh, apart from, you know, aside from the fact they're one of the, probably the most influential metal bands of the yeah, and we'll have late inspired 90s, a lot century. of century. Um, but in terms of like having an impact right now and what's going on in the scene right now, they've not, they've not released anything. So they haven't been able to help kind of uh, dictate the discourse, as it were. And it's very highbrow today. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny what you said about listening to a recent interview and them still saying that it's not really happening because when you see something like this announced you immediately think oh wow maybe it's the time maybe now is the time they will play it and play some new music and kind of ramp up a campaign but if there's nothing coming from them then yeah it's just kind of how many years are they going to just keep just playing every now and then and how long is that going to go on for will they just do that forever and ever and ever i don't know yeah. i kind of think like a couple of years back i was kind of getting a bit fed up with system because it was just so obvious that they were basically just at the position of in their careers where they just want to get together every other year and tour and that's all they do um, and at first I was a bit like, oh, that's so lame. Like, you should give us some new music, man. Like, the world's going to shit. Like, write something about it. You know, that, like, slightly entitled viewpoint of a fan, basically. Yeah, because we had an argument because I was like, I'm excited and I don't care. And I just basically said, fuck off. And you had this whole, like, intellectual thing that you'd built up about <laughs> why you didn't care as much as you should care. And now I think we're slightly flipped, actually, because... I feel a bit more ambivalent towards it. But I know that as soon as I start listening to those songs again and as soon as it comes up, I'm going to be really excited for it. Yeah. It just depends if they fancy it on the day. Like, if they turn up and they're on it, they'll be fucking great. And, I, you know, I think Serge is the oldest one in the band. He's, like, maybe just touching on 50. And the rest are, I think, quite a few years a bit younger than him. So it's not like they're too old for this music or whatever. It's not like they're, they're kind of just... They have to just sit there and safely play with our numbers. They can come and turn up and absolutely smash it if they want to. Um, and, I, and I hope they do because I think, uh, you know, like I say, on their day, they can still sound like the most vital and important metal band going. So I'm really interested to see um, what they bring. And I hope they bring their A game, as it were, because I feel like that could be really, really awesome. Uh, so the undercard, as it were, of this that first download announcement. Is that what they say in wrestling? Yeah, well, and boxing and UFC and stuff. Okay, just um, checking because I'm stupid. <laughs> stu <laughs> what? Yeah, stupid if you don't specifically like and engage with stuff that I like. Um, but, the, you know, the, the, the other bands on this bill are fucking massive. You've basically got three, ali uh, three arena-level <laughs> um, metal bands. I was so just excited when I heard about this. Yeah, I actually texted Al and just went, you're going <laughs> to screw when you see what Yeah, and I was just like, ah! it's my week off but I don't care tell me more good things <laughs> yeah, so, I was super excited um, and so these are well one band that have just got a new album Outcorn which has been I think like lauded 
yeah, critically and really by fans. Has. Everyone's loving it. Stephen Hill, Mel Hammerwright, gave it a nine out of ten. Um, and that seems to be, from what I can work out, pretty much reflected across the board. I think people are really excited because they're one of the bands that have stayed true to their original sound while experimenting. And mm. on this one, it sounds quite old school corn, but he's also doing crazy things with loads of layered vocals and you know, talking about new stuff. And I think it is that balance of kind of new and old mm -hmm. that people like of going, yeah, this is a corn record and it's what I want from a corn record, but it's not boring. Yeah, so definitely. Um, and, you know, it's really exciting that they can do that. And Jonathan, when I interviewed him, was talking about how they've got new management and how he credits them with sort of getting where they are today, which is climbing back from smaller venues to bigger venues again. And now they can do bigger venues and they're putting out albums that are worthy of playing bigger venues. And it's like they're on an upward trajectory, which is really nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, it feels like the world is very much with them again. I, I would love that to ever see, left them, really. I would actually love to see them headline download. I know that but it's not going to happen, but I'd love to see that. That like they've brought new music, and they were one of the huge bands, like you know, just over a decade ago. But System of a Down are the third headliners. I do kind of find that weird. Well, System of a Down are bigger than Corn. Is the but like, are that. they? And also, I guess... M much bigger, yeah. In much a way, I never thought of them as bigger. If you look I thought at of them about the same. Well, um, I mean, in the 90s, Korn were, you know, there weren't many metal bands bigger than Korn in terms of bands that broke through. And yeah, Korn, like I said, they're massive. They headline arenas. They get new albums out that chart really well. But um, if you look at songs like Chop Suey and Toxicity, those songs broke through to the mainstream in a way that few other songs in history have ever done. I think if you look at their streaming numbers, and I know it's not always down to streaming numbers, but it's quite pertinent in the 21st century. Um, I think System of a Down have something like three times as many um, hits on their songs as someone like Slipknot does. Um, so even though they've not been around, and like I said, they're not that relevant, they are just still a bigger band. It's just, it's just how it is. Do you think not making new music is made them bigger in the sense yeah, of the mystique maybe. of it you know like how Ramstyle took so long and i think if you take a few years off yeah corn have an album out pretty much every other year or every so three people years maybe tops. take it a bit for granted or just kind of know that corn are going to do that because they could have like brought out something really really terrible and then people would have lost interest i yeah. guess so they've kind of like got away from doing that by not releasing anything what system yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that's true because i think with corn it's like uh, you know, they've been a really good run of albums since um, part, of, part of Totality, the dubstep one. They, and e like even out of the last, let's say, three and including this four albums, even the not so great ones have had at least three, four, five. They've all been good, so I don't know and what you're talking about. And you love the last one. Yeah, I love the last one. No, I'm not saying any of them have been good. Serenity of Suffering, I love, 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 love. Yeah, so, but they've all been kind of, they've not released any stinkers at all is what I'm saying. Whereas System, because they really stand for something and there's so much hype and expectation around what they are, I do think, yeah, Alice is right. If they release something bad, it would almost, I don't know. I Kill mean, the they'll, they'll sell a load yeah. of records and do a good tour off the back of it. So I'm sure they'd be happy, but it might not be what everyone was hoping for. But yeah, I'd really love to see Korn do a headline set. And I know that's just a spoiled child thing to say because they're still literally going to play the festival. I'm still going to see them. But I'd love the kind of, I'd love to sort of get behind it. Well, this is, uh, I, I think it's Korn were one of the bands that I saw a lot of people saying they'd love to see headline, maybe with some kind of co-headliner thing or maybe headlining like a new metal day. A lot of people would say it would be good fun. You could have like Korn, Deftones, Limp Bizkit, that kind of class of 2000 um, lineup on the main stage. 
And I think that kind of leads into a big discussion that this announcement has sparked in people about, you know, are we at the point now where we should be considering those kind of things? You know, should we be giving bands like Korn and Deftones the chance to headline? Because to me, that boat sailed for them. Mm. Um, I kind of feel like that generation of metal bands is really hurt by not having festivals like Download, like Hellfests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because when Korn and Deftones, I mean, they're both as big as they've ever been now, really. But when they, were, they first became like a really level band, there was no Download. Well, it was so more unless they were booked to headline, yeah, but I don't, I kind they of. Had Free Fighters, but it was massive. It would been, yeah, <laughs> it would have been a stretch to get Corn yeah. to headline Reading, I think. Whereas if Download was around in like 2000, let's say, Corn probably would have headlined that. Yeah, same there was with Death Tones. around then, there wasn't there. Ozfest was around, yeah. So that there was that for America, but the kind of infrastructure had, across Europe wasn't the same. UK. Corn did play in Ozfest. They did like one-offs, yeah, they but did it a wasn't the same. Early noughties, I remember. Maybe like a run of them. They did. Before. Yeah, there was yeah, there was stuff like that. But like now there's like, if you come to Europe in the summer, there's like 15 massive festivals you can headline. Yeah, so you can really get now. out there. Um, uh, and I think it goes to show because Corn do headline festivals in the States. But I saw them headline Chicago mm. Open Air a couple of years ago and they got a massive crowd and they were, it was them, Kiss and Ozzy. So like they were on that level. Um but I think a lot of people feel like, you know, we've seen Maiden do download a few times, System have done it a few times, Kiss have done it a couple of times. Um, I think there's a few people out there that feel very, uh, you know, not so excited by seeing certain bands doing the rounds all the time. But I also do think we've got a bit of a problem with what would happen, the general attitudes within the rock and metal scene um, when it comes to this whole discussion about festival headliners because i basically think if they did book corn as a headliner there's loads of us that would be really excited but i also think you get a very another very vocal and loud minority going oh corn like are they really big enough and yeah blah, they blah, definitely blah, blah. say they weren't big enough and i totally get why it's system headlining and then corn but i just really personally like to see it that's no, totally. why i said i'm being a spoiled and child about a, it but I've, i had a load <laughs> of people tweeting me because i asked on twitter like what do people think of this lineup and a lot of people were saying they would like to see corn headline so i don't i don't mm. i think there's a lot of people out there that feel that way I but i do that think way. that <laughs> if they did book them you'd get people... Because, you know, System of Down will sell more tickets than Cornwall. Like, I think that's just a fact. So, I just can't believe that they still do, like, now. Yeah, it's just massive, though, aren't they? I never liked them, so... Oh, <laughs> so I just like you, Alice. pagan. Yeah. I just Wrong never liked Alice them. Alice is a pagan as well, so... <laughs> <laughs> no offence to pagans listening. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. And people, you know, I, I had someone on Twitter saying, well, you know, could we give someone like Lamb of God a chance? And you've got that generation like Lamb of God, Trivium, all those kind of bands, Machine Heads as well. Um, I don't feel like they would quite feel like the big event you want a headliner to feel like. No. But the fact is that every time Download have booked new headliners, My Chemical Romance, Biffy Clyro, even Muse, who are an established band, but a real, you know, yeah. different vibe for um, Download. Uh, people have whinged about it like loads so it's kind of like i think we're in a weird situation where i do understand that some people might look at this lineup and say well i've kind of seen all these bands who down there before there's nothing new here but i'm pretty sure if they just did something and booked i don't know if they booked someone like paramore to headline and did like a whole day of you know more commercial 
quite unquite commercially friendly rock bands underneath to kind of fit that bill. Could you imagine the kickoff that a lot of oh, yeah. traditional download guys would have over it? So it's a really hard thing to work out, I think. I don't think there's an easy answer to this. No, there isn't an easy answer. And we were all talking as well about like whether they'd get Ramstein, but obviously Ramstein doing that show in Cardiff. So and having seen that show and seen how it is, it just didn't feel like something that could fit into a festival. Yeah, it felt like, like they'd have to have their own stage, they'd yeah. have to have all their own stuff. So I can see why that's not happening. I think they, you know, Ramstein can go out on their own and do that. Um, but it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's just a weird one. I, I, I feel like the, the uh, discourse out there has got a little bit um, poisonous because I don't know. I don't really know what a festival like Download can do that's not going to have people whinging. Everyone's always going <laughs> to I don't want to say that. And the fact is we have a metal festival we have download and we have bloodstock and yeah. we should be and download's always been the rock festival it's not yeah it's exactly. not metal it's, this is it's a particularly metal, metal lineup for download so far like, yeah it's quite unusual to have a, a bill of like what's that like 15 bands or something and one two three four five six seven eight yeah eight of them are metal. i mean the majority of these are like metal bands yeah and not it's even... a, it is a very metal lineup really for download i think yeah. Although they had quite a metal lineup last year as well. So yeah, it was pretty metal then as so well. Last year's lineup was my favourite in ages. It, it was, was so good. Banging, yeah. And I think this is a really good lineup as well. That's the thing. Like, it's, it, you know, God, I mean, if you told me that we'd be having a debate over whether Kiss, Maiden, System of a Down, Deftones, Corn, Disturbed, The Offspring, and Gajira is like a good lineup or not, I'd be, I'd be like, fucking what? Like, that's all amazing. I agree with you. I think it's, like you said, everything out there has gone kind of toxic <laughs> and you know people forget that it's amazing that we actually have download and that it's an amazing place you can go every year and watch a ton of the bands you love and hang out with your friends and have a good time and we could just as easily not have that mm. if things went another way and that would be really really sad there'd be like a massive hole in the calendar and it's, it's like you know when you text me and you know deftones corn disturbed gajira i was like fucking hell they are all like, incredible bands that like you said Gajira aren't there yet, but the other three do arenas. Yeah. Um, Gajira are one of those bands where people look at and think, you know, they've headlined Bloodstock. Could they make a step up to arena levels? Could they headline Download? And, you know, I think if Gajira were ever to get to that point, even on their very awesome trajectory now, which we're still all very excited about and they're in a great place, you know, you're talking years before they could get there, I think. And so I think, I don't know. It's not obvious who uh, is out there that can just make the step up right now at this moment. You know, people talk about ghosts. I think that's probably still a couple of years away, maybe. And I think if you're going to book ghosts, you would have to book something absolutely fucking massive on the other days to balance out what, what would be, you know, less of a seller um, ticket wise on that particular day. Um, you know, I mean, Avenged Sevenfold, when they first got booked to headline, so many people whinged about it that we ran a, ma a massive piece like lovingly poking fun at some of the responses to events headlining because it was seen as such a disgrace yeah. but now a few years later people are saying where are the new bands like why are we getting why are we getting these new bands it's because well because you don't you, you know you got to vote with your wallets and it's you hard to make people happy isn't it yeah you mm. have to keep going out and seeing new bands and supporting new bands so that they can be in a position to do that definitely and to be clear obviously I'm not, i think people are very right to uh you know if they feel like the festival's not for them this year or they do feel like it's not as fresh as they're hoping for this year. That's totally fair enough and I totally get it and I don't think... Uh, I don't think anyone should be criticised for offering their honest opinion on something but I do think that um, 
I can understand why uh, people feel. Oh, I don't even know how to put it into words. <laughs> it just feels like every, everything download does is is held up to such a high level of scrutiny because yeah. of um, every time they book a new band to headline, people moan. Every time they book reliable, solid headliners, people moan as well. Um, and I should say that we shouldn't as well. We shouldn't let a vocal minority kind of spoil like what is a very very cool festival lineup. I don't and want to give the impression that, that everything's negative. Loads of people are really excited about this, as they should be, but. I do think it's an interesting debate that always seems to crop up whenever these lineups get announced. We'll probably talk about it later anyway, but there's tons of stuff that's yet to be announced. You know, if you want to go and see yeah, young, younger up and coming bands, they will be there as well. Mm. Absolutely. There'll be uh, a lot more to come, but I think it is really interesting though, how like things have just kind of stayed when it comes to festival, like big, big bands, things have just stayed like how it was 10 years ago. I think the last mm. time that we had like really new bands, on the stage headlining like My Chemical Romance, Paramore, that kind of phase of music, like mm. more emo kind of stuff. Mm. I think that was like the last time that we had like new bands at yeah. that level. When metal's not really put bands in arenas in the same way that that scene did. Yeah, and I don't think any scene has since really. It's not just because it's kind of no. remained, it's just remained like, okay, those are the headliners now. And you have to kind of pick out of those because they're the bigger, they're the ones that are the names and they're going to get the people. Yeah. And there's not really been any in the last 10 years. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, if you look at, um, I was saying the other day, if you look at like hip hop festivals now, loads of them are made, especially the headliners, are almost exclusively like modern yeah. acts that have just arrived in the last 10 years. And I think that's because maybe the hip hop scene is a, it's got its shit together a bit more at, supporting younger bands and um i don't know we offering more collaborations and i guess it's it's mm. much more acclimatized to streaming culture which is really important than metal is because yeah metal's quite old school isn't yeah. it really it's not an insult it's fucking great because no, we appreciate yeah. products and we appreciate the, the appreciate thing, the history and every metalhead will go back in time and look at the old yeah, stuff exactly. more so than maybe other genres but it also means that we kind of get stuck in the past a little bit yeah maybe we get a bit um we're not quite as uh, acclimatized to creating new stars in the same way. I mean, they're still there. Like we've got Nightwish in arenas, we've got Sabaton yeah. doing arenas, with Temptation are doing arenas, Parkway announced arena, Architects have done arenas. You know, there's a there's a there's a lot of shit to be really excited about. But I think if we want to get these bands up to headlining a big fucking festival like Download, we're probably going to need a little bit more patience. Um, we're going to need things to be done. The proper way. If a band is headlining a one-off at Wembley now, they're probably going to have to put out another album, see if they can do a proper kind of Wem uh, arena tour, and then maybe be in the conversation to actually headline download. Like it, it's a long game with this stuff, and I think we need, need to be a bit more patient. And in the meantime, you know, I think this lineup's great. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing Maiden. I know I'm a sucker, but. Like you are a the sucker. sucker for Maiden, that is. I'm kind of surprised, actually. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I thought Bring Me might appear on this bill. I thought they might have got to the point of headliner. I know we've just literally talked about how this this bill and all the download bills are divisive, and that would have been exciting. They're another good divisive. example, though. Like, if, imagine if Bring Me got Bring Me the Horizon are the only obvious band aside from Avenged from the last probably ten years that you could say they could have had a shot at headlining download. Imagine the kickoff. If it would have did. been huge, but they just did All Points East. You know, that was sort of curated by them, wasn't it? And yeah, they yeah. headlined it. 
and they really like you could see they were trying to impress everybody with the show and it does feel like that was sort of meant to lead to headlining a bigger festival and that was the intention of that performance mm. and so I just kind of thought maybe they'd put them on a Friday or something you know just have a bit of a sort of wild card opener that could split people's opinions and then follow up with the Orion Maidens and the more kind of mainstay bands so I'm kind of surprised not to see them there well they might um, you never know what their plans are really I guess no um, and maybe they maybe they Brimmy will go off and do their own thing. Yeah. You know, and like again, if you book Brimmy, you have to curate that, that, that main stage lineup around yeah, them, I think. You can't you just put them above corn and just hope for the best. No, you'd so have it's to get a, a complex bunch, a bunch thing of other younger bands in there and prob- probably like a mixture of genres as well to go with it. Yeah, definitely. But as I said, there'll be plenty more announcements on download yet. So uh, there'll be, I'm sure, many, many new bands, some more older bands. There'll be all sorts of shit to see. And uh, like I said, I think the lineup's fucking great. If you I'm like really metal, this is an amazing lineup. Well, I was going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like this, this festival lineup, I think, because it's just, again, Kiss, Iron Maiden... I mean, for me, like, I like, you know, I'd like to think I've got a fairly eclectic taste in rock music, but on any festival bill, it's rare that I have to get down to like the fourth or fifth line on a, on a first festival announcement to find a band I don't really fucking like, you know? Yeah. Half of these bands, I'm going to be jumping over down and screaming in your ear yeah, and yes. pissing you off. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be awesome. And again, um, System of Down may feel like oh yeah they've done it recently but if they turn up and they really fancy it and they fucking smash it then it will be a really cool way to cap off the festival so yeah. I'm excited man I think it's going to be good and most of these bands are bands that are very much in a very good space you know we haven't even talked about the fact that Deftones are on there that probably means a new Deftones album is imminent which is exciting Disturbed um, on there. That probably means you said that because you're on there. That probably means you get a new year album. I'll so. put my hands up for Disturbed. I don't have any guilty pleasures. I like Disturbed. I've said this before, and they yeah. do a really good live show. That one at Ali Pali earlier this year that we talked about, Alice. Like I thought mm. that was a fantastic show, and everybody went home like in a really good place. Everyone was loving that show. They did it really, really well. Yeah, I think it's going to be wicked. Um, I, you know. But like lineups like these, um, it's easy to take them for granted, like you said about taking the festival in general for granted. But this, like this kind of lineup, is a kind of lineup that could leave everyone like coming away thinking, "Fuck me, metal's the best." We didn't even talk about Gajira, and they yeah, played exactly. they played Brixton recently, and it, they were literally on fire. Like not literally on fire; they didn't actually have fire. No, they did have fire. I think they did have fire. It's just made me it's realize amazing. how similar Corns and Gajira's font is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> you switch that R around. <laughs> I'm telling you uh, but yeah anyway stay tuned to metalhammer.com for more download lineup news as and when we get it um, I think it's a beast of a first announcement and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come yet so we will see what happens uh, we have launched a vote to find the greatest metal band of yeah. all time oh, I wonder who you voted for Merlin Ailstorm <laughs> no I didn't um, yeah uh, I've not voted yet we, we spent about god how long was it we were in the office for about two hours the other day just trying to just list down out the every notable metal of, band yeah. ever so there's like 150 there to pick from to start with but even if your favourite metal band ever is not on the list you can add your own yeah. uh, so this is a big initiative we are going to officially crown the greatest metal band of all time as voted for by the people so if you want to get involved head to metalhammer.com to cast your vote um, yeah, and we will reveal the results soon. Who's the greatest metal band of all time, Mel? Why would you ask me that? It's a horrible question. Well, I know. <laughs> you know what my answer is. I've got like five. Who would you vote for if you could only vote mm. for one? Today. Oh, Just how I you feel today. No. Oh. You can change your opinion at a different time. 
It's how you feel today. It's horrible. I hate this question. Do I go for one that's like super in, in, like inspirational that it's like go back pick. in time? Who thinks the best? Then, all time. Uh, Don't worry about like you know ticking criteria. Just that you think is the best. As soon as I see that, I obviously think oh, I'm amazing because I'm my favorite band. I always forget what bands I like. Yeah, I do. I just forget all the bands that ever <laughs> existed as soon as anyone asks me anything like this. I'm just stalling. Awful. Well, they failed, but you don't have to. Go to Melamed.com to pick your favourite band now. Well, maybe I pick Night Nails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick note to say. Oh, they almost didn't even make it to the list. Why, why not? Nine Inch Nails. Oh, why yeah. Not? Because they're not a metal band. See, oh. <laughs> I think they are. Industrial metal. Yeah. Fine, I'm going to pick Tall, Ramstein, Slipknot, Night Nails, Daftones, Disturbed. But you can add Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> if you believe that Nine Inch Nails is are enough of a metal band to warrant being voted the greatest metal band ever then you can add them anyway because the option's there to add I think they are in there I feel like they were left in there I'm just going to vote for everyone (laughs) we just talked about on the download bill that's the undercard well uh, speaking of metal legends a quick shout out to Biff Byford um, who has had to be admitted for emergency heart surgery Uh, Saxon had to postpone their upcoming tour so he could go in and um, get that sorted so get well soon Biff um, and uh, once Saxon feel ready to re- uh, rearrange those dates, um, we'll have them up on metalhammer.com as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to a metal legend. Um, should we do some reader questions? Yeah. Guess so, Merlin. Fuck yeah. Facebook.com forward slash metalhammer readers if you want to chat to us. Um, I'll just do the first one. I'm on a roll. Uh, Manan Dahia uh, says, the last issue of Metal Hammer did not have an underground section. Have we done away with that? So for those who don't know, we used to have a section in the magazine called Subterranea, uh, edited by King of the Underground, Jonathan Seltzer. Um, but we made a decision when we did a big redesign last year that instead of kind of uh, confining all these awesome bands of the underground and extreme metal world into one section, which I think a lot of people might skip over if they didn't happen to be inclined that way we decided to integrate it all into the magazine itself so in every single issue now you'll find features on extreme bands in the underground you'll find pieces on new bands from the underground um the reviews of the underground and extreme metal bands are kind of in the main review section uh you know we want we, we wanted to treat it with as much respect as um all the other parts of the metal world so the the underground is still very much represented in metal hammer it's just everywhere as it should be and it's still alive and well online. Exactly. So if you want your latest Subterranea info, then just go to the Facebook page. Yeah, we do still have Subterranea on Facebook. That's a very good point, Alice. Thanks. Yes. Glad and you're here. Jonathan, <laughs> our extreme metal guru, is writing a huge amount of that stuff as well. So he knows everything. There's still plenty of it. And it goes up on Metal Hammer online and it gets shared on the Facebook page. So I'm sure you know one. So just stay tuned. Like it. All right. Um, <laughs> a lot of these questions are on download, unsurprisingly, and we've kind of covered a lot of them. Well, should we do this one anyway? Okay. Should I read it out? It's very long. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Okay. This is from Hugh Thomas. And he asks, is download nearing the point of losing credibility with safe bookings of bands who have done it multiple times and without new music? Since 2016, only three bands that have headlined have had an album out in the last five years before the slot. And I think we've only had three first-time headliners in the last decade. It just seems to me download has lost their inspiration and the balls to put on something groundbreaking. 
Well, um, as we kind of said um, earlier, I don't think Download has lost the balls to put on something groundbreaking. You know, they are um, they are a business. They are a festival. They need to sell tickets. And booking something new for the sake of it, I don't think would be very wise. I would say... Um, I just on. jumped in on you. No, do it. Like we said earlier, don't count anything out because last year Word were announced, which people weren't expecting. It was mm, a bit of a contrast. True. And surprise, surprise, they moaned about it. <laughs> there was a lot of moaning. There was Behemoth on the main stage. There was Power Trip. Alien Weaponry opened the main stage in one day. And then on the Dogtooth stage, there are a bunch of bands that we all love that are up and coming, like Nail of Scaris, Ginger, Skinned, Conjurer, Batushka, yep. The Who, Love Bites, Underside... Uh, you know, some other bands that have been around for a while, like Alceste, Tosca. There is a ton of stuff on there that if you didn't want to go and see the headliners, you would have an amazing time. And actually, like, that's a really cool thing that smaller bands, up-and-coming bands or established bands that don't have so much of a base can go to a festival like Download that is held together by the massive headliners and have a, an audience there. And yeah, get definitely. And I think also, you know, like a lot of those bands that I just listed are doing big things like the who are doing some crazy things in terms of the amount of video views they're getting and everything else. Like people are really excited about that band and, you know, Andy Coppin, who's a head booker at download and, and um, his team, they pay attention to what people are reacting to. So if you, you know, if a band is booked for um, a tent at download and they're a young band and they get a massive crowd and it feels exciting and vibe, you can guarantee they will get booked for a bigger slot next time. Um, so, uh, if you are at a festival and you kind of do feel inclined to not go and see, you know, a brilliant band like Clutch for the 10th time, because you've seen them be brilliant a bunch of times before, um, then you should definitely go and check out the, the, the smaller bands and go and show your support because doing that will make sure that they get more attention next time. Um, I definitely don't think Download are, are scared of thrown in curveballs because they had the advert playing under Slipknot last year like that was ridiculous like absolutely nuts um in terms of yeah how we make new headliners actually step up then uh, yeah they'd be kind of talked about that like it's going to take a bit of time with some of the bands that are currently in that conversation so we just need to keep supporting them and buying tickets to their arena shows showing that the appetite is there and um you know pushing them through to that level where hopefully we can see them headlining down the line I would like to see that mm-hmm. very much. I really want to see them book some more global metal acts as well. Like yeah, I know, definitely. I know global metal, we've said before, a problematic term, but bands from other countries essentially is what I'm saying. I loved seeing the Indian band Bloody Wood a couple of months back. I'd love to see Bloody Wood do something there. I think like they're so much fun and they do like new metal, Bollywood stuff and some cover music as well. They'd be a great booking. Yeah, that'd be fun. Definitely. Um, ben Wilmot asked me a question. Again, we kind of... Uh, it's all about you, Mel, isn't it? <laughs> ben Wilmot says, Mel, you're a big system of a down fan. I am. Alice as well, though. Right? I am too, yeah, yeah, massively. Alice isn't. The fact nope. that they've not released <laughs> any new material since 2005 have been pretty bad the last two download appearances. Did that remotely bother you or take the edge off any excitement as seeing them come around again? Yeah, as, um, as we said, uh, it just depends what they're like on the day. They've been brilliant a few times over the last few years. I don't think System of a Down are a band capable of being like bad live, but if, I think they they need to want it and they need to be clearly excited about it for that to rub off on the crowd. If they look like they're going through the motions and that's not going to transfer to a great gig, as is true of any band ever, pretty much. It is. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel, I don't know, 
Almost, it's almost like I feel like just by law of averages they're due a really good show again. So I'm kind of up for seeing them like smash it. Do you know what I mean? When they are good, like you said, it can be amazing because yeah. so many of the songs have got bounce that wasn't meant to be a poem or anything. Lols. Um, and same like when they haven't, they're just super super dramatic. You like you know, chop series. Want to throw your arms in the air and it's a bit you know, sort of spiritual in that way. Indeed. I don't know. Indeed. It's just good, isn't it? It is good. Um, yeah, I'm all up for giving... The thing is, System of Down are literally one of my favourite metal bands of all time. So They're I so unique. You always how give unique them a chance to smash it because it's worth the risk of them not being great to try and see them be great again because when they're great, they're amazing. And yeah, they are so unique. They're just doing all that thing, like bringing in, you know, Armenian sounds and making up all these kind of stream of consciousness mad lyrics that can mean all different things. And at the same time being really danceable and at the same time being heavy. And I think like with the lack of new music, it's almost you forget like how good they can be. You know, when you haven't got a band around all the time or you're not listening to them all the time, you forget and it takes someone to remind you and Definitely. you go, yeah, this is fucking amazing. I mean, I know it's, this is going a few years back now in itself, but when they last played Reddit, they were so good that day. And it really like made everybody there remember like, you know, this is one of the best bands ever. Not just a kind of oddity and a bit of a fun band. It's literally one of the best metal bands ever. And I really hope that they can prove that at download. I can keep, I'm going to try and keep the faith. I'm undoing my cynicism from last year. I'm going to try and give them another go. Good. And then I if they like fuck cynicism. it, we're done. <laughs> cynicism makes me sad. I know. Should we do one more question? This one from Rob Lake. Yes. Um, so Rob asks... Which band should release an ale in the wake of Iron Maiden and Megadeth, and what should it be called? I wasn't you aware of Megadeth's mine. ale, actually. I didn't know Megadeth had done an ale. Uh, so my do I don't know. know. Loads of people, loads basically, of lots of bands have Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, Metallica yeah. did a, a um, Pilsner. Yep. Which is very, it was actually really nice. And I found out they're serving that in, uh, oh, where were we the other night? They're serving that in the Black Heart in London now. So it's, it's nice. going global. It's a thing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not been told to plug Blackheart, by the way. But, you know, if you want Metallica beer, that's where you can go. <laughs> it's quite strong, though. Don't drink loads because you'll get absolutely wasted. I've been told. Go on, then. Elle looks really excited to, talk, to suggest some beer. Because you're going to hate them so much. I hope you've done punny titles. Oh, well, I think you might enjoy these, then. Yes. Okay, I've got a few. The first one is Hailstorm. Hail... Storm. Yeah, if there wasn't already a band called Ailstorm, you could have. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's there. I just didn't think about that. You could it's call cool. it Ailstorm. Oh. <laughs> How did I not think of that? Hilarious. <laughs> well, okay. That's just Next. A, that's a warm up. No, you failed. Okay, no. It's not getting accepted at Dragon's Den. Oh. Okay, let me do some more. Avenged Sevenfold, Ale to the King. Oh, that's a really good one. I was trying to think of an avenged one and I couldn't think of one. Yeah, that's really good. Ale to the King. The King. That's really good. That's okay, really good. here's another one. This one is. We're a, that. This one is a bit more left field. It's Ghost and it's Ale Sarton. Oh. From Year Zero. Ale Sarton. Yeah, I've got a better one. I called mine Beer Zero. <laughs> <laughs> So we can do a whole line. Ale Sarton, beer zero. <laughs> Would drink. It could be a zero percent beer. They're all the rage now. Yeah, that's true. Come on. Who's paying me for these ideas? Uh, I only had one more, but it's not as good as the other ones. 
it was just a pale. It's got to be better than. It's the just first a pale one. horse named Death, just because pale's got the word ale in. Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay. But also, it could be like an IPA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Could be. Pale. <laughs> got pale any ale. I can see I, some notes. I got one um, because I I thought I'd pick like a you know proper heavy metal old school band because that's in the you know. It's in the spirit of ale. Yeah, and also <laughs> in the spirit of who's done them already. Yeah. So I said Saxon, and it would be called Party Till You Puke, because that's the song of theirs. And it's beer. Saxon have a song called Party Till You yeah. Puke? Yeah. I thought that was only Andrew to the UK. How yeah. have I missed this yeah, all these years? Do. What? Seriously? Yeah. Take out this some a, dead air while I look this, this song. This is mad. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. But uh, this could change everything. I thought Andrew W.K. was being totally original, and now it seems like I'm about to have my worldview shattered by one <laughs> oh, fact. Yeah. Saxon have a song called Party Till You Puke. When, I didn't even know when that. When was that out? <laughs> Getting my metal cred removed. When was that out? At I don't first, know. I can't tell on Spotify. At how. first, I thought it would <laughs> be called Princess the of the Night, and then I was like, no, because it could be a dark ale then. They could have one called Princess of the Night or whatever. Yeah, that's actually a really as good well. name for an ale as well. Yeah, I like, it's not so. punny, it's just good. It's just, yeah. Oh, mine so feel I corny now. For like a dark one, maybe like a, a dark ale, and then Party Till You Puke could be like an easy drinking IPA or something. That would work. You've thought that's that really good. Um, okay, well, yeah, as I said, I had Ghost with Beer Zero. <laughs> Um, I had, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Lamb of God set to ale. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's shit. good. That's good. Um, the Prodigy Stout of Space. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's good. That's no? literally the Stout worst thing. of Space. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, if I'm fine. not having Hailstorm, you're not. Having you're not having Hailstorm because, <laughs> because you didn't there's already think a band. Hailstorm should just have their own yeah. rum infused ale. Get it. Um, <laughs> and my final one was <laughs> Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly, PA. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, but the look on Merlin's face—he's so pleased with himself. <laughs> That's sick. Right. Is it though? Um, What's the best one out of all of those then? Uh, I think, well, I think we could produce these Saxon and Ghost ones. I reckon that we've got like yeah. the start of a line. new beer empires. Yeah. So there you go. Free ideas for your, your bands if, if Tobias is listening. Um, <laughs> should we quickly do this last question now? All right. Matt Grimster asks, with the Download 2020 headliners having previously headlined in 2015, that's Kiss, and 2016, that's Maiden, and 2017, that's System of a Down. Do you guys think there is such a thing as a headliner being booked too soon after the last time they headlined? I just think it depends on what they are bringing. Um, Maiden, to me, that's a four-year gap. I think that's okay. They did the Book of Souls tour last time out. This time they're bringing, it looks like anyway, the Legacy of the Beast tour, I think. Um, I think that's a, that's a show that should be put on a festival stage because it's massive. It's not done it in festivals yet. It makes sense to wrap it up with the downloads. So. I actually really want to see that. And I'm not just saying that because they're my favourite band and blah, blah, blah. I genuinely think that makes sense. If you just spend the last two years taking a massive set around the world, it makes sense to kind of complete the set by doing it a download to me. I think that works. And Kiss as well. Uh, if it's the last time you're ever going to see them, then it's the last time you're ever going to see them, you know? Put it this way, that's the last time anyone's ever going to be able to moan about Kiss headlining downloads. So get out of your systems now because you're not going to be able to do it again. Um, and yeah, system for me, it just depends how good they are. And on the tiny off chance there's new music, but I'd be surprised. When is your favourite band? You don't give a shit. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, to me, I, you know, I was 
admitted that a couple of these bands aren't my favourite bands. But when it is your favourite bands, like The Undercard has got, you know, Disturbed, Corn, Deftones, Gajira, I would watch those bands again and again and again and again and again because I love them. Like, any opportunity I get to watch them, I'm going to go and watch them. So if you love those bands, I just don't think it matters. Yeah, it's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I mean, I've seen, this will be the, I've, I've seen Maiden fuck tons and I'll never get bored of it, but... Uh, if that's not for everyone, that's fine. I'm sure I'll there'll be stuff on the undercard for you. I probably enjoy it because you're enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. You'll bring the enthusiasm. I'll bring. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll bring, mate. When I'm maiden, play aces high and wicker man in the clansman. I'll be bringing enough enthusiasm for the whole fucking field. Don't you worry about that. If I've got an ice cream in hand. Oh yeah, you love the festival ice show. creams. Oh, I'm getting happy. excited thinking about download now, and it's ages away. We've only just had <laughs> festival seasons just wrapped up last know, month, and I'm I already wanna, being like, ah, let's go. I want to go now. I want to go and see Deftones and corn and gajira and disturbed yeah. i want to have an ice cream i want to stand in a field i think like i totally get it if you've seen a lot of bands play a festival a lot of times you know you're we get to go because we work it we get to go for free so we can't really sit here and say you this is what you should be spending your money on but i do think that um we don't know what days the other bands are playing but if you get a day where you can like watch gajira and then watch corn and then you're gearing up for system of a down or something like that like the, the that's, might, that's cool. Like That's exciting. I'll probably you know? just go in a corner and have a small cry if that's how it works out. Yeah, well, it's, it's got to be, yeah. A it, cry of joy. I'm really interested to see how they book <laughs> this, actually. How they, you know, maybe one of these bands could headline the second stage and that could be a precursor <gasps> for them getting a shot at the main stage. I'll Who be knows? really sad if all the bands I like clash because they've put them on at the same time. I'm pretty I, I'm pretty sure Corn won't clash with Deftones. <laughs> I'd be absolutely stunned I don't know happens. what I would do. If Gajira, Disturbed, Corn, Deftones have any kind of clash... I'll be so sad. Unlikely. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining us. I'm off to see uh, Volbeat and Baroness tonight. So That'll be good. Be nice. exciting. I'll be reviewing that. Uh, they're playing Brixton Academy next week. Really interested to see how the fantastically awesome Baroness go down with the Volbeat crowd. Um, so I'll be reviewing that next week and we'll be back with all the latest news, reviews and nonsense in the world of heavy metal. We will see you then. Thanks, everybody. See you. Bye-bye.